previously an unnecessary side project. Matt Bada Fedora and Joe Sang, Youth of the Nation. Hi, I'm the Poker King of the Midwest. And I'm Oliver Platt. And welcome to Unnecessary Side Project. Hello, Matthew. Hey, Joe. How's it going? It's going very well. I appreciate that. Uh, Home Alone reference. You know, poka, poka, poka. Poka, poka. <laughs> <laughs> I love John Candy. In fact, my mom went to high school with Catherine O'Hara. From, really? Yep, the mom from Home Alone. Wow. I didn't believe her. She made me, I made her pull a yearbook out. She's in there. Really? Yep. It, is that her... Was she married? Is O'Hara her maiden name? Or is uh, that, I think... Or is she always just gone I by O'Hara? I think she kept it O'Hara. Um, yeah. And even when she got married, I think. But I could be mistaken. I forgot. I don't know. She's funny. Yeah, she is funny. Yeah. I, I love SCTV and everyone who has ever been on that show. And I tried to talk to you about it and you're not... Never not, actually seen an episode. Never seen... Which is the worst because I love that kind of comedy. But yeah, it's... I mean, it's dated now yeah. and... and uh, not dated in a bad way, it's just, like, you can tell, like, it, it it's from a certain era. Like, everyone's in glasses with, like, tint and yeah. bell-bottoms, but, um, it, like, there's there's some seriously funny stuff in that show, and I, I love it. I used, uh, they used to play it on Global, uh, on weekends, like, during the day, and I would watch it all the time, and then when Comedy Network, the cable channel, first launched... They played SCTV all the time, too, so like I watched it all the time. They used to play SCTV, and then uh, Saturday Night Live from like the late 80s, early 90s. So like John Lovitz, Adam Sandler, that era, and I, I would just non-stop watch it. It's our, are, are you turning on the stopwatch because I said stopwatch it? Uh, I don't know why. It's some reason that my brain got jogged, so all right. I clicked the stopwatch. Um, In case anyone's curious, that's... For the last five podcasts, I forgot to start the stopwatch. Yep. But last one, I was good. You did, yeah. yeah we we talked it down, about it before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so this episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about cultural differences, stuff that we have sort of discovered in our many travels all across the world. We're globetrotters, you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, things that we have found uh, strange or perplexing or interesting or cool or maybe different, whatever, it doesn't matter. How, what, 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 just things that, uh, as an outsider, you're looking at in a different culture and you say, hey, why do they do that? And maybe the reasons why, or maybe the reasons why not. Really getting in, tr- trying, yeah. to, trying to get your mind jogging here. So, so, one thing I was talking to one of our coworkers the other day about was McDonald's. Yes. Which is kind of low hanging fruit in terms of things to mention in, in different regions, but I'm going there. Okay. Um, you're loving it. Yeah, I am loving it. I would love some McDonald's for now, too. Oh, right? man. But uh, probably McDonald's, if you want to sponsor there. this podcast, yep. um, it's, bring us some nuggets right now. Uh, it's um, As a tangent, I, I'm doing another like YouTube thing that I'm not going to publicize, but one of the jokes that I did like a hundred times across six different videos was blank person's name. If you're listening, like, comment, and subscribe. And I oh, said really? it over, and now we're doing, if you want to sp- sponsor the podcast. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah, I'm just, I, I have one joke that I just go yeah. back to, apparently. And it is that. <laughs> I, uh, give me money. <laughs> give me money. How's that working out for us so far? <laughs> Not so great. This podcast is sponsored by nothing. Audible.com. If we say it, they have to sponsor <laughs> yeah, us, Yeah, that's right? how it works, right? Yeah. I don't think that's how it works. No, it isn't. Um... 
So McDonald's, I would say, is low-hanging fruit, and um, so we were out east, and we actually went on a trip out east. We did. And they have, you know, um, McLobsters, so basically lobster meat on a hot dog bun. But I always Which thought... Is delicious, It is by delicious, the way. yeah. And I always heard that wherever you go in the world, there's a McDonald's, and what's unique about them is that they cater their menu to the local region. Yeah. But I always thought it was kind of like that um, eastern um, Canada kind of format, where it's the standard McDonald's menu... With a couple weird things on it, but then our coworker came back from Europe, and it's a completely different menu. It's a whole different restaurant in other places. I did yeah. not; I was unaware of this. Yeah, I would. Um, I went to Hungary in 2006 with my family, um, and that's where the majority of this podcast is going to be coming from. But we stopped at a McDonald's, which was uh, like off of a highway. Like it was just like. And the the place was packed. Like it was, you could you could barely move in there. It was like the only place to stop in you know, a couple hundred kilometers. And it was just it was just filled with people. And I could well I can't speak Hungarian or read Hungarian, but like looking at the stuff on the menu and like the pictures, I didn't recognize anything. I mean, like the Big Mac was there, but other than that, it was just like weird weird burger combinations and fries and sides and stuff. Yeah, it was it was strange. Also, they had Wi-Fi there way before they had Wi-Fi in McDonald's in Canada, which was, if Eastern Europe gets it before Canada, you're doing something wrong. (laughs) Um, I think one thing I find um, kind of sad, but also just kind of interesting is, is um, there's kind of the, the, always the comparison between Italy and Germany, where in Italy, a train is never on time. And in Germany, it is always on time. Yeah. Um, but to extrapolate that, I find it crazy that in Western industrialized nations, there are like wildly different standards for things like medicine and you know safety for a construction site and that kind of thing. So you see people with tons of safety equipment in Canada working on a building, and then they'll be in either Eastern Europe or other European countries, and they have half the equipment on. And I'm like, I don't understand how this is. This isn't. It's not only like a cultural difference, but I guess it's. Like a laissez-faire, if you fall off your ladder, it's your problem kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that's a weird... Yeah, um, I don't know. I think I think a lot of cultures maybe haven't had, like, the labor movement that we had in westernized nations. Yeah, like, maybe, e- yeah. Stuff, stuff in sort of the Eastern Bloc, previous, like, Soviet Union and, you know, the Middle East, that kind of stuff. Like, maybe... I don't know. Uh, yeah, that... But, yeah, that is strange, definitely. Like, in... When I was in Hungary, like... People just driving without seatbelts. Yeah, that's yeah, that's another one. Yeah, it's like what, like you, and they had seatbelts in the car, but just culturally, no one put them on. And I, I, like in the metropolitans, you would, but we were out in the country because my dad came from like a little farm town, and that's where we were visiting. And just you know, people would just hop in their truck, no doors, no seatbelt, just, just driving around. It's like okay, well, and it's dinging the whole time. Please put on your seatbelt, but no one, no one did. It seems like a totally unnecessary risk when it doesn't really hinder you from doing anything. No. I don't know. That's a weird Well, one. I mean, if you need to bail. Yeah, it's true. You <laughs> tuck and roll at the side of the exactly. car. Exactly. The doorless car. If you're going to ramp something, you got to be able to have a quick exit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we both paused at the same time. Yeah. So, um, pizza toppings. They seem to vary quite a bit from culture to culture. Uh... And the way sort of pizzas are made. So, I mean, like, you've got the thick crust versus thin crust debate, uh, the deep dish in Chicago. Um, 
but then sort of regular toppings that you would expect on pizza, and that they seem to vary wildly across the world. So I, I'm going back to Hungary because I'm not a world traveler. I said that at the beginning, but literally the only place I've gone outside of North America is Hungary. But I've spoken to people who have gone elsewhere in Europe, and specifically Eastern Europe, corn. Little kernels of corn on pizza is mm. a common thing, apparently, because every single pizza we got had corn on it, and that was just like, that's 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 the topping, and other people it have... It actually sounds delicious. I don't know why that is. It was thing. great. I loved it, yeah. but it was very strange. It's very jarring at first when you come out and there's these little yellow specks on your pizza. Yeah, I find pizza in and of itself is funny because um, the ingredients for pizza, like tomatoes, are not a native Italian... Uh, plant, but now all cuisine from Italy you associate with... What are you talking about? There's no tomatoes in Italy. Well, there are tomatoes in Italy, but they didn't come from Italy originally. Oh, okay. So, like, the original version of pizza has no tomato sauce on it. All those kinds of more of, like, oh, really? a pesto kind of sauce on that kind of thing. Huh. Uh, but this is, that is, like, centuries ago, so it's obviously there's a reason for why this yeah. exists. Uh, but anyway, they find that interesting. But I went to a wedding uh, last week, my cousin's wedding, and... Um, Mazel tov. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, so our family's Ukrainian, and she was marrying an Italian uh, guy, or she married an Italian guy. And uh, part, as part of the wedding, they actually got married in Gibraltar, just like uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono did. They got uh, married in Gibraltar? Yeah, a year ago, yeah. And then they had, like, a ceremony. This John week. Lennon and Yoko Ono got married in Gibraltar a yes. year ago? No, no. <laughs> Have you told the newspapers? <laughs> I think Sean Connery got married there, too. But anyway. Okay. Um... They, during their ceremony, because it wasn't really a, a marriage ceremony, it was more of a celebration kind yeah. of thing, uh, they actually went over cultural differences between Italian weddings and Ukrainian weddings, So, mm-hmm. and they said they mixed the two for the wedding. So, um, for example, the it was traditional in Ukrainian weddings for women to wear the ring on the right hand, for the bride and groom to arrive together to the wedding, um, as opposed to driving separately, and they also stand on... Like it's basically like, like a cloth in front of the in front of the room, okay, to sort of symbolize to never stand on dirt floor again, kind of thing. Oh, meanwhile, that's nice. On the Italian side, they had the groom had a piece of iron in his pocket, which is supposed to ward off spirits or something like that. And they didn't get married in August because I guess August is bad luck. Neither of these two things were confirmed by my girlfriend's family, which are Italian. They don't think either of those things are true, but okay, he did them. So must be a different region of Italy, right? And it struck me when I was there, and now we're talking about this podcast, was that. If you were from a different culture and walked into a Ukrainian wedding or an Italian wedding and you're from a different part of the world, you would probably have a very hard time distinguishing much difference between the two of them. They're virtually the same thing. Yeah. But if you were to walk into like a Hindu wedding and an Italian wedding, you'd notice some significant differences, yeah. right? So it's, it's, it's kind of interesting how sometimes we split hairs from like different neighborhoods in the same city, but then we start to extrapolate out. Eventually, like, the us versus them goes all the way to, like, much larger scale things. Yeah, I mean, like, we're really only talking about sort of westernized Europe, more or less, and North America. Like, I've I've never been to Asia. I've never been to Africa. Uh, So, I mean, it's only stuff that I've either seen on the internet or have experienced firsthand. And, uh, yeah, but definitely, like, um, like, like, Indian... And like Hindu weddings and and uh, are just just crazy. Like yeah. they're, they're days long and like the the, the yeah. dress and like the the different components of the wedding. Like there's a different thing on each day and like yeah. the whole yeah. It's 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 crazy. 
Um, so I was speaking of cultural differences, or um, as, and you've been to Europe. I have not been to Europe, but when we think about we're watching the World Cups on right now, and you see all the, everyone has their different flags out, yeah. And um, it's funny how small Europe is geographically, but how vastly uh, uh, different some of the cultures are. Yeah. Do you think if you went back two hundred years or three hundred years and we're dividing up the world, do you think there's enough of a cultural difference from, let's say, like Texas and New York to warrant them being like distinct countries with distinct cultures that would have emerged, or do you think that they they actually fall under sort of the, the American culture? Um. Yeah, I mean that's a that's because like how different. I realize Spain and France, or Spain and Portugal, are very different because they have hundreds of years of history that have differentiated their um, sort of paths and, and different invasions, things like that. But right, and North America doesn't have that same kind of rich history. But in terms of the actual differences in day to day life, if you're in a rural, if you're in the largest city in Spain, the largest city in Portugal, is your daily life that much different uh, versus a rural person in those two countries? When you think about someone in like rural New York State versus someone in like rural Alabama, I imagine it being quite different, or rural like Louisiana. Being yeah, different yeah, I think environmentally it's very different and and uh, culturally different, definitely. Um, and I mean, like, you go back far enough, you know, the whole sort of, like, New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, up into California, like, was all primarily Mexican and Hispanic peoples. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that, it's just essentially manifest destiny and war that has put white people there. Yeah. So, I mean, that, like, if if we're going back far enough, then probably not. I mean, it would, it would essentially be... <laughs> You know, just like little white settlement on the east coast, and then everything else would be something different. Yeah, either, either native or, or, or uh, you know, uh, whatever. I forget the, the uh, Aztec or, or Incan is South America, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, like present day, if we were to take culturally, I think like it would is the the country would essentially be split up into like east west. And then north and south, like the Midwest, north and south are very different. Like you know, you look at you look at your Minnesota and your your Wisconsin; they're completely different from people in Arizona and 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 Texas and that kind of stuff. Um, and then like the coast are more or less the same. Although I mean, it really depends on where you like. The further you get from the shore, it seems like the more conservative you seem to get. Yeah. Like it seems, and yeah, I don't know. But I also don't know all that much about America. I haven't been everywhere, so yeah. I'm I'm just really pulling this out of my butt. Yeah, I think I think a big big thing you study, um, like when I was studying history and North American history, that everyone in Canada loves to just describe or di- or discuss like Canadian culture versus American culture. Yeah, and how Canadian culture is being gobbled up by American mass media and so on and so forth. But I think at its core. When you look at different countries, so people say, you know, this country's lazy and that country works hard, or this country's organized, that country's disorganized. Um, at superficially, the United States and Canada are basically the same country. Super, yeah. Superficially, you know, every province can become a state, and nothing would really change. Really, it sort of seems right. We all have Western ideals, and yeah, you know, we have that kind of stuff. Everyone speaks English um, or Spanish or French, like they're, but they're, for the most part, um, it's one big culture. But I don't really think that's true. Like, I think there's a certain element of American, um, the American ethos about kind of being a, 
not a self-starter, but picking yourself, picking yourself by your bootstraps and everybody can kind of make it on their own. Yeah. That I don't think is as prevalent in Canada. Not that people think you can just wallow through life and, and, and things like that, but there's definitely seems to be more of um, a, a specific emphasis on, you know, the individual in the States. Yeah. Um, that, I, like, I think, uh, I forget who it is that said this, but believe it's a relatively famous quote it's like every american thinks that they're just an inconvenience millionaire or something like that yeah. like they're just like it they're they're just gonna be a millionaire someday and like they're just just waiting for it to happen um so yeah i don't know like yeah there's definitely more of an individual uh ideal in the states than there is in canada and i think that's because of our sort of decades of building a social safety net yeah. um and like just constant taxation to try and help society. Like we're, we're way more socialist than the States. Like their left wing is further right than our right wing. Like it's, I mean, in years past, in years that have gone by it, they've gotten a little closer. I mean, uh, but But I agree that for the most part, I mean, especially even if you say, okay, fine, fiscally, there may be some overlap, but like socially it's dramatically uh, different. Yeah. Like our, no one can get away like, in basically, as far as I remember or understand, I could be wrong, so I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but, like, gay marriage, as an example, is legal in Canada, just pretty much flat legal everywhere, right? Yeah. I don't, yeah, whereas it's still a debate in many, many... Uh, I think, I think the problem with that is it, in Canada, was able to fall under federal jurisdiction, so oh, yeah. in Canada, they were able to say, through the House or through the Supreme Court, that it's legal, whereas in the States, this this individual states have so much power that it's and it's become a state issue um so each individual state has to say that it's legal yeah. and i think yeah like st- we're getting into like a politics talk but like the the amount of powers that the st- individual states have is so mind-boggling to me like provincial power in canada is like they they have jurisdiction over cer- certain things like healthcare they have jurisdiction over but generally it's more administrative almost it's pretty much the same across the board but like you know living in one corner of the states and then living in another it's like so wildly different in terms of like what policy and that kind of like i i can't i can't understand it like it's it's cuckoo bananas yeah i think and talking about cultural differences i mean it's pretty crazy that it was last week or two weeks ago that the second U.S. state has now legalized recreational marijuana. Yeah. Which I find, like, I never would have guessed that that would happen in any state, let yeah. alone already two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was my, I always thought that Canada, obviously BC is known for, you know, growing a lot of pot. And they, yeah. And, they, and Canada's always been scared of, of softening uh, drug laws because the U.S. Uh, would slow, slow, the, slow the borders down and we're such a big trading partner. Then at the blue, like two states, basically to say, oh yeah, you know what, we're going to legalize it because yeah. we're broke, including like, one that borders Canada. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so. I think it's just, like talk about cultural difference. Like well, you think about people who are extremely conservative and uh, you know insert state here and really worried about drug laws and so on and so forth, and suddenly in the same country, something that is a Schedule One drug, like the hardest categorized as the hardest kind of drug there is, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying <laughs> in one, in one state and actually across the country because yeah. Um, it's just flat out legal somewhere else. It's so hilarious yeah. to me. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy, and um, I think 
I think that's probably going to be a big issue in the upcoming election here in Canada. Yeah. Um, so we might be we might be seeing it across the board happening. Yeah. I, do you remember a couple of years back when it was something happened in the Supreme Court? So like for like a week, it was decriminalized because there was no action on a lawsuit or something. That like just that. happened with prostitution, I think. Yeah, and they passed a new law now, but yeah, that just happened. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah it's, it was crazy. Like, and <laughs> I was I went skiing with my dad. Uh, like two weeks after the law came out recriminalizing it and we were walking through the parking lot and then there were a bunch of guys like just smoking weed in the parking lot and he yelled out he's like you guys know that that's a criminal offense now right and it was like I was mortified as a kid but now I'm thinking back it's like that's hilarious he's just like just chirping these kids in the parking lot it's like yeah, yeah you got you yeah go ahead break the law whatever see I think I think that right there is the problem with um, whether it's drinking or or drugs. Like I think um, people might say, "Oh, those kids, um, you know, smoking pot in the parking lot, you know, it's disgusting." But I think, and this is people say this all the time about like about gay couples and straight couples and and you know, mm-hmm. gay marriage or whatever. And people sort of say. Um, you know, when I see this in public, it weirds me out. I'm like, I gotta be honest with you, when I see public displays of affection of any kind, it weirds yeah. me out. And just, like, in the same note, like, if I was in a parking lot and I saw a guy just, like, hammering a beer, I'd be like, what are you doing? This is not the place to do this. Like, <laughs> go- I encourage you to hammer that beer. Just do it where you're supposed to do it. Like, go inside, uh the doors of a bank by the ATM like a normal person <laughs> exactly yeah God. go under a bridge like a normal person yes. and the same with so that, that those kids doing that they look like bums or whatever they look like, like sketchy sitting in the parking lot if you're at a dinner party and you're eating some pot brownie in Colorado now like that will be as normal as a glass of wine yeah in the, well, five years from now like we talk about our kids growing up in a world where they'll always have the internet, but maybe they'll grow up in a world where that's just a normal thing to do. Like, you just... Yeah. Yeah, so let's just go... Let's so, go so the, wait, it was, it was illegal for yeah. you to, to... The MLCBO. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the LCBO will last much longer <laughs> yeah, either. I think so? yeah. No, I think that'll eventually be privatized. They privatize everything. They're gonna, they're gonna privatize Canada Post, I guarantee it. They're already, like, cutting so much out of that. We're, we are so far off the original topic yeah, of right. this podcast, but... Yeah, I think I think the idea of the government overseeing uh, liquor control will disappear. That's well, that's to be honest, it goes back to a cultural difference, right? Like it's yeah. so weird that because we live we live near the border, we can just drive across the border and get alcohol in any random convenience store, or going supermarket. to Tops or going to Wegmans or, or yeah. insert U.S. Yeah. chain here, and like seeing the beautiful beer aisle, and it's just like. Like three aisles just filled with every beer you could possibly see, like microbreweries, big breweries, sm- like local import, and it's just the amount of selection that they have is is crazy. And like, oh man, I wish, I wish. Imagine if it was the reverse. If we had beer and alcohol in our supermarkets, and someone said, "Hey guys, we need to stop doing this. We need to open up special stores that just carry this stuff, and you'll have weird hours, and it'll be closed all the time." Um, and you have to go there specifically just for this one item. How much of a ridiculous waste of money that would have yeah. been at the time? Like, why, are, why would you ever make this more complicated? Yeah. But now, going the reverse is like a debate. And I don't be wrong, I kind of like that it's in there, it's kind of clean and everything. But when you, when you do it that way, you do the reverse version, it makes no sense at all. Like, it's no, the stupidest it idea ever. No, and do, do you remember the commercials that the beer companies put out? Yeah. Uh, saying, like, oh, yeah. It was, it was essentially commercials 
showing why it would be a bad idea to have uh, beers in like convenience stores. And it was essentially just a, a clerk letting these very obvious kids buy beer and just didn't care. But on the other hand, this clerk also is selling cigarettes, which are also something that you cannot buy yeah. before the age of 18. Yeah. And... I'm, you know, if he's doing that for beer, he's going to do the exact same thing for cigarettes. Like, what's, what's yeah. the, what, I don't know. And there are some, some convenience stores in small towns and stuff that are a combination convenience store, LCBO, and beer store. Yeah. So it's already there. It's already the same clerk. Yeah. What is the? Yeah, that, uh, those ads, and just that concept is really silly. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I think, yeah, you know what those kind of sketchy liquor stores, like I've been to Nashville, and there's like kind of sketchy liquor stores and stuff, yeah. I get that, but that's more the neighborhood, I think, than the store. Drive-thrus? Drive-thrus have you ever seen yeah. those? I have oh. seen, I saw one, I've never been to one, but I've seen I, them. Yeah, no, they, they're they're like a southern thing. Like, we, uh, when we were in South Carolina, there were a bunch everywhere, but yeah, those are hilarious. So I mean, so, like, what, in what, <laughs> in what world are you so busy that you cannot park your car to go buy your alcohol like what is what is i don't it just, understand it's not even like because it does make some sense like there's drive-through banks and drive-through prescription drugs it's just the optics are so dumb yeah like, sorry let me hand you your beer sir as you drive your car yeah now don't you drink this <laughs> don't have it oh, boy but yeah. i think drinking is a really weird thing Drinking, I would say, and like drinking um, n- drugs, nudity, and violence are the are kind of big markers in culture that I think North America has done completely wrong in every way. Yeah, um, we're we're really big on violence. Like every movie has tons of violence, and then but we're totally sketched out by any kind of nudity. Yeah, and we you know drinking in the states you can tailgate at a big a big football game, but in Canada you can't really do that unless someone decides for some reason you can. Whereas in other countries... The money starts flowing. Yeah, exactly. But you can walk down the street and in other places, I guess in Vegas you can do it. But some places you can just walk around Europe and just have a beer. Yeah. It's not a big deal. I remember... In some some places in Europe you can drive with an open beer and as long as... if You can drink it, but as long as you... Your alcohol level stays under the legal limit. Whatever. Drink your beer in your car. I would love to know exactly how that's any different, like, what's wrong with that idea? I know, I, I'm not, a, obviously not promoting drinking and driving. No. And being over the kids influence. Kids don't drink and drive. There's but, a lot yeah. of, let me, let me talk to the kids for a minute. Let me yeah. pull a Don Cherry. All right, yeah. kids out there. I know you think it's real cool to be driving around with a liquor bottle and, liquor, oh my God, I'm just going to stop. You keep, keep talking. Keep, you keep your stick on the ice. <laughs> but, uh, no, but think about it. Like, it's the same exact concept as me finishing my beer more quickly to get in the car. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm ever going to do this or I ever want to do this. It just, no. The logic is not there. Yeah. But, um, but I remember when I was in Cancun. I went to Cancun. I stayed. Uh, the cousin actually got married. I was with her. Ooh la la. Uh, and we stayed. And I went to bought a bunch of beer. At, um, we stayed in a condo, so we went to go to like Walmart and buy our food and stuff to cook ourselves. Yeah. I remember drinking a beer, like walking through this mall, and thinking because everyone said, "Oh yeah, Cancun, you can do this kind of stuff." We're walking through this mall, and then the security guard stopped me. He's like, "What the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you can't just drink in this mall." So I guess like. I assumed because I was in a foreign country, I could just do what I wanted. You but it would be the equivalent of walking through like a major mall. You just in, say no English and you walk yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Continue drinking your beer. He looked at me like you stupid American Canadian. <laughs> Who do you think you are? It's the, literally the equivalent of walking through a major mall with just a beer in my hand. But mm-hmm. that was my one experience of trying to relax liquor laws in other countries. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't change the world. Yeah. You didn't change Mexican law. Yeah. Um, 
World Cup is on right now. Yeah. And did, have you have you watched uh, like anything about all of the laws that were changed specifically for the World Cup? No. Uh, FIFA is probably the shadiest organization that has ever existed, like in terms of sport. I mean, I'm not putting them in the same, but I'm using a little bit of hyperbole here. But take that, Luftwaffe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in Brazil, prior to the World Cup, it was illegal to sell alcohol in football stadiums, so in soccer stadiums, because there were too many deaths. Yeah, it was. They made it illegal. Because so many people would get drunk and then fight and kill people at soccer games, so they made it illegal. FIFA then comes in, and because one of their major sponsors is Budweiser, forces the hand of the Brazilian government to make it legal to sell beer. Because it is, like, and like they had a, a spokesman that said, you know, maybe we're sounding callous, but it is absolutely, a, it, absolutely necessary that this law gets through. So, and now... As soon as Brazil lost in the semifinals, I thought people are going to be murdered in yeah. the stadium. They're all going to be drunk. They're all going to be full of emotion, and someone's going to die. Although FIFA doesn't seem to care about deaths no, in stadiums, yeah. given what's going on in too, K- too Qatar. Soon. <laughs> oh yeah, that's. But, but that goes back to um, just like how silly the laws are. And I'm not someone who smokes pot, or I'm not particularly interested in it or anything. Yeah, but. It, can you imagine a world where alcohol was illegal, but pot wasn't? And you were saying to me, Matt, they had to make pot illegal because everyone smoked so much they got violent at a soccer game. That would never happen. If anything, they would just get really hungry, maybe like trip out, get sleepy. Yeah, but the effects of marijuana are very different from the effects. That's of what alcohol. I mean. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is, but one is like legal and like rampant, and one is oh yeah, 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 yeah illegal. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, that's so it seems it even escalates how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Hey, if we give you too much of this, you'll start to murder each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you will. You will lose the part of your brain that makes you think critically. Yeah. And should I stomp this guy's head into the concrete? I think yes. Yeah. He, he doesn't like team. I like. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh boy. I ever went to a, a Buffalo Bills game wearing um. A go, Dolphins jersey once. Go Bills. Uh, nope. Uh, <laughs> and I was in, I was at a urinal, and there's a guy beside me. Those big troughs they have at the stadium there. Yeah. And I'm wearing my Dolphins jersey. The guy beside me is wearing Bills jersey. The guy behind him is like, yeah, piss on that guy. Piss on the Dolphins fan. And the guy looks at me, I look at him, and I'm like, please don't pee on me. Like, I just <laughs> like a different team than you. It doesn't mean I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worth, I'm worth peeing on. Did you tell me you said, I'm a human being? I'm a human being. <laughs> I think I did, yeah. I'm a human being. I just, I just like a different yeah. team. And he just laughed, and no one did pee on me in the end. But that's good. I yeah, mean, was, that's a that's a happy ending. That that's a happy ending. There are very few happy endings at Ralph Wilson Stadium. Yeah, that's that's one of them. <laughs> There's probably a lot of happy endings at Ralph Wilson Stadium. Okay. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and on that note, no, it's not Ralph Wilson Estate. If you want to sponsor this podcast, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, Jim Kelly, if you're out there, uh, sponsor the podcast. Yep. Hunter's Hope. Will no, I don't think charities can sponsor things. Yeah, I don't think so. No, but just to break right down, <laughs> unless it's Susan B. Corman. Yeah, I wonder if uh, they're going to stay in Buffalo. I really hope not. Just despite you, why? I don't why know. would you wish these things? I don't know. Los Angeles Bills. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I love it. The Buffalo Bills logo is a bison, like a buffalo. Yes, and the Buffalo. Bisons is their baseball team is a bison, and then the Buffalo Sabres is a sword. 
When your when your city is named for an animal already, why not just use that for everything? Why do you yeah. need to use a saber? Just call yourself Buffalo. Yeah, it's called the Buffaloes. Just the Buffalo. That's it. The, every yeah. single team. The herd. Buffalo yeah, herd. Buffalo, and then you put in brackets the league it's in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the Buffalo NBA. Yeah, the Buffalo there, NFL. Are there other city names that are actually animals that would work that way? I think Buffalo would be the only one I could think of off the top of my head. Uh, uh, that currently have a team? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Uh, Moose Jaw would be a really hilarious team. I'm sure they yeah, have teams, but that's I about guess. it. Yeah. That, yeah, no, there's not really a ton. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's little Canadian ones like Porcupine and stuff like that, but nothing, nothing yeah. really good. There you go. Well. This has been fascinating. Yeah. This was we, definitely a journey because this is the least planned one. Yeah, no. And it definitely we, had its bumps, but it also had its high We were moments. so excited to do a second podcast in this session, and then we picked a topic and we thought we could fill a half an hour with it and we very obviously could not <laughs> so hey, then we half just an started, hour is filled I don't yeah care. we filled it with whatever it's it's just just cobbled together garbage but you listen to it so who's the sucker now sure. thanks thanks joe's wife <laughs> the only person who listened all the way through yep love you all right uh well that's unnecessary side project for another week uh good luck godspeed keep your stick on the ice um Ralph Wilson's estate, if you're out there, sponsor the podcast, and we'll see you in a week. Take care. Bye. Thank you for your patronage. We will see you next week.